This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 337 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I've found my true mate, and you know it. Beneath the skin, we are already one. Was it not your sin that trapped a unicorn? Even now, the evil seed that you've done germinates within you. Legend, little legend there. I was, I was, I was, I got trapped in a couple of rabbit holes this week, oh. and one was for whatever reason. I just, I, I wanted to watch some clips from Legend. I want to sit. I'm going to sit down and watch Legend. I'm on vacation, so I'm going to sit down at some point this week and pop Legend in the old DVD player. Okay, but um, the other uh, rabbit hole I fell down this week was Velvet Revolver. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, and for those who don't, they're like, what the fuck is Velvet Revolver? It was essentially nothing more than Guns N' Roses with Scott Wayland as the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Very good. Fuck, that shit was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, when you're talking Guns N' Roses, I'm talking, like, the original Guns N' Roses lineup. They even dug up Izzy Stradlin. Yeah. I mean, who had, like, disappeared for a while. Doing his own shit, Izzy Stradlin the Juju Hounds, and like they even got Izzy Stradlin involved with this, and I mean it was like it's good fucking music. I mean, and the worst part was it made you remember how good Scott Wayland was. Oh yeah, and I think we forget about him because I mean he he died, but he he died because of drugs. Yeah, you know, like we 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 mourn Chester Bennington, we we mourn. Um, <coughs> Oh, I, I can't believe I can't remember. The guy from uh, Soundgarden, Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah. And we, we mourn those guys because it's like, well, they died because of depression. And, I, I, and you know, I'm sure there were other things involved with it and whatnot. And, but, like, it's like we, like, kind of think, like, Scott Wayne's like, well, he was a junkie. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, you know, he got what he deserved in the end. And no, he did. Like, he probably had depression. He probably had his demons just like, like these other guys did. It's just... We didn't address it at the time that he passed away like we do now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it becomes one of those things where, like, you think back to what he did with Stone Temple Pilots, then you listen to this stuff with Velvet Revolver, and you're just like, fuck, this guy was good. Yeah, he rocked it. Yeah. Like, like just an amazing frontman and singer, and, mm-hmm. like, had that look, and, like, everything about him was just, like, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, it's just that it's an unfortunate thing. But like, it's going back and listening, just like Velvet Revolver stuff. I was just like, first off, how did this not hit bigger? I don't know. Like, it's one of those weird things. It's like I, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, 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 is it just like 
was it one of those things where like, like we don't listen to that type of music anymore? Like, like, because it's just good hard rock and roll. Yeah, it is. It's good. You know, it, it's like, like, like just rip your face off rock and roll, and I'm, I'm just like, damn, that's good. You yeah. know, but like, I don't know if it was just like a situation where like we say as a society, like, oh no, no, we weren't listening to that any longer. That type of music's passe, and you know, we don't do that. <laughs> right. You know, this is this is the age of of, of other styles of music with this kind of music. No, no, no. This is this is California, yeah. you know. And I'm like, fuck, this is good. Yeah, it was good music, dude. Yeah, it, it, it was just a really good band. Yeah, and I just don't understand how it didn't hit harder, like it be, like explode like I think it should have, like a super group like that. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, those combined forces should have been a bigger success than that than they were. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what's frustrating too. Is like, you know, how did that not hit? <laughs> yeah, you know. But a couple songs got play. Well, they got play, yeah, but not nearly to the extent that I would think they should have. Yeah. I mean, I get it. At that time, you're talking about, like, Stained was big and Three Doors Down and, you know, Nickelback had hit the scene. You know, I mean, you know, there were a lot of other things going on that were like, this is kind of the direction rock and roll was taken and you're kind of being left behind for whatever reason. But why is this being left behind? Yeah. Yeah, this, I, this is just as good, if not better, than, than what you know is being played. Oh yeah, it was. Better. You know, it was better than most stuff that was out. Yeah, for sure, especially oh, yeah. musically. Yeah, yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, I mean, you, like you, I, I was just listening to the music, and I'm just like, and I, I and that's like, I talked to Nancy about it, and she's like, "Well, I just didn't like it. I don't like that sound." And I'm like, she's like, it just sounds like Guns N' Roses to me. And I'm like, well, it doesn't to me. Like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I mean, it's Slash. You, 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 when you hear Slash's guitar, you know that Slash's guitar. I don't care what fucking band he's in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, fuck, that's Slash. You know? But still, like, it's good fucking music. And, I mean, it's Scott Whalen. And she's just like, nah, I didn't like it. I like a Stone Temple Pilot stuff. I've over Revolver shit. I can, I can leave it. I'm like, Wow. You know, I mean, I, I, whatever. I mean, I get it, but I, I don't at the same time because it was just that fucking good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like one of those weird things where, like, like she's like, when I think about why it didn't hit, she's the one I look to, and it's like, yeah, I just didn't care for that shit anymore. <laughs> like, wow. I'm like, I like Scott Whalen. You give me Stone Temple Pilots, I'm in. But I'm like, okay. Okay. Whatever works, I guess. Yeah. You know, but, uh, that was a rabbit hole I went down. Yeah, I saw, I saw online too that um, that uh, the Black Clothes, Crows were reuniting. Yeah, I saw that too. Man, do they look old? They do. <laughs> like it's it's one like of, old. And the funny thing is, it's like I don't know what I've ever done on Facebook. To make Facebook think I'm a huge Black Crows fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Black Crows. I, I've seen them live. But, like, like every other ad I see is, like, the Black Crows are coming to the P-Bank, Key Bank Pavilion August of next year. Get your tickets now. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude. You, you know? Yeah. And more importantly, I, I, I get, like, it's the Black Crows, but they weren't that fucking big. Uh, Black Crows are pretty big. They were big enough. I mean, I, when I saw them, 
they fucking opened up for, uh, I mean, they were the opening act for, um, oh, God. I can't believe I can't remember his name. The guy, he was in, um, well, I mean, he, he did American Woman. <clears throat> oh, God, why can't I remember that guy's name? Guitarist. He was in the, um, he, oh, God, he was the, he, he was the, the clothing designer in The Hunger Games. Clothing designer in The Hunger Games? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunger. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, yes, that, that's it. They were the opening act for Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, when you said American Woman, I was like... <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was Lenny Kravitz. I don't think the crows opened up for them. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Guess Who? The guess, yeah, the Guess Who, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I paid good money to go see the Guess Who live. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> and the opening act was the Black Crows. Yeah. No, they were the opening act for Lenny Kravitz. Mm. And it was a, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, hands down, like, I, I can honestly say, I mean, that was one of the best, com- with, with, like, a combined act like that, like, two headlining acts. That's one of the best shows I've ever seen. They both were amazing. Yeah. You know? And I liked the Crows a lot, but I just I never considered them that big of a band. Yeah, they they had a lot of hits. They man. did, yeah, but like, not to the point of like the publicity of them getting back together is is garnering, or or at least the the publicity that's being generated, I should say. Well, yeah. good for them though. Yeah, Lisa said they look BG-esque <laughs> in that photo. You saw yeah. that photo, right? Yeah. yeah. But man, he looks so old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's, he, that's drugs for you, that, That's hard living right there. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Like, he's probably only not... He, he, I'll bet he's not even 10 years older than I am. Yeah. He's got to be in his, like, early to mid-50s, I would think. Yeah. You know. She paints her eyes black and white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, particularly their first album. That fucking first album was amazing. Oh, yeah, dude. I think mean, the second album was really fucking good too. That first album. It says celebrate their thirtieth anniversary of their debut album. Wow, we're old. Yeah, well, I mean that makes sense. I mean, that would have came out what eighty nine. Yeah. That's just nuts. Yeah. I just. It's hard to think. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Black Crows. Yeah. Maybe a show I'd, I'd go see. Because I really liked the Black Crows. Yeah. I did. I thought they were amazing. Yeah, it would definitely be a show worth going to see. Like, I mean, like I said, I, when I saw them live, they were amazing. Yeah. You know, and at that time, they were kind of playing it like they, they were almost jam band like, where like they really didn't have a set list. Right, like they 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 would, they would play like their their biggest hits, but like for the most part, it was kind of like, hey, what do you feel like playing tonight? You know, what I mean, they, like yeah. th- there there wasn't like a, you could tell it was it it wasn't like a really a set. Like we have to be on stage this long. What song do you want to do? Yeah, you know. But off that album, twice as hard. I'm just naming songs that were yeah. popular. Jealous again. 
could have been so blind. Yeah. Hard to handle. Hard to handle. Just talks to angels. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Yeah. All those songs went huge. Yeah. Just, it's crazy. Huh. It's just good fucking music. Huh? It's just good fucking music. It is, dude. They just, I don't know, they just. I don't know. They just did a lot of good songs. They did absolutely. I'm not gonna deny it for a second. Like I mean, Southern, Southern Harmony. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just good music. Yeah. Yeah, it was just good music. Man. Yeah. Remedy was on that. Oh, Remedy. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, just good stuff. Yeah. So I, I do find it interesting that they're, they're getting back together and they're touring, but like, I don't think you need to sell try to sell tickets to me nine months in advance. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just publicity. So. It's one of those, but that's what, that's what bands do. Like, I mean, like you, like Elton John was just in town Wednesday night. Yeah. Tickets for that show went on, went on sale a year ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like bizarre to me. Like, think about like. I'm making plans for a night that far in advance. I gotta buy my tickets now to go see Elton John a year from today. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm used, to, like I'm still with that mindset of you buy them three months before the show. Yeah. yeah. You know, like ticket. That's what tickets went on sale for. Shit. It's like Elton John's coming to town in September. Get your tickets now, and it's you know fucking June. <laughs> you know. Right. No, now it's like you know they announced the tour. Here's the dates we're gonna be on tour for. And uh, get your tickets now, a year in advance. I think the show that I would want to go to, I mean, thinking of shows I miss, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've missed that I'd want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. But kind of out of the box for me, I would have loved to go and see that uh, Billy Joel, Elton John tour. Yeah, one of the, the one Dueling of those Pianos. Tours, yeah, yeah that, was, that was probably one I probably needed to go to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's probably pretty cool. Well, I mean, I'd love to see Billy Joel live. Yeah. I'd love to see Elton John live. Like, you know, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, and having them together would have been amazing mm-hmm. to see. Um, like, I, I mean, I know people who went to go see Elton John, and it's like, I don't know if I'd want to see him now, though. I mean, people say he was amazing. Uh-huh. And I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure, like, musically he can still play and sing. But, like, I don't know, there's something to, like, seeing... Like seeing somebody younger, like in their prime. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like I get it. Like it, it still would be amazing to see these acts to a certain extent. It's, it's like, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's just like, I, man, I'm a, I wanted to see you 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I always wanted to see like the problem. Here's the problem: I've always wanted to see Jimmy Buffett. Okay. I've, like even like in the 90s, somebody told me, don't bother going. You should have seen him 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that makes sense to me. And like, that guy still tours, and he still draws. and But at the same time, there's a part of me that's just like, oh, man, I don't think I want to see old man Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of bands I'd love to love to see, but like, at this point in their, their career, I'm just like, eh, I don't think it's worth it at this point. I would agree with you on most, most of that. Yeah. Except for Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some... Man, can he still belt it. Yeah. And party, like... 
Yeah. For his age. Yeah. And he's about as old. Jesus. He's like 65, yeah. See that? You sure? Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. I think he was pushing 70. That might be the case. I mean, I'm not going to doubt that for a second. I thought 70 years old for sure. Sammy Hagar. I mean, he doesn't look 70. But... He is 72. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost fucking, he's eight years away from being 80 years old. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. He doesn't oh, look oh, 72. No, he, no, he does. I, I mean, I just saw him recently on, on something. And I, looks good. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that for a second. Yeah. And he's lived his life. Oh, yeah. He's enjoyed he's his pre- share of tequila. He's preserved. <laughs> yeah, he's well preserved. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I mean, the dude also, he's, you know, he lives in Cabo. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's living the dream. <laughs> you know, when he goes out on tour for a few dates. Yeah. Goes back home to Cabo. Yeah. You know, I mean, tough to argue with that lifestyle. No, I, I get it. I mean, and more importantly, like, I mean, like, it's interesting, like, he, he I mean, he, he's a guy, he goes out and he tours with the people he wants to tour with. Like, I mean, he he was in Chicken Foot, which was, you know, him, Michael Anthony, and, um, why am I fucking blanking on names today? Joe Satriani. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like one of the greatest guitarists ever, along with Sammy Hagar, who's a pretty fine guitarist in himself. Yeah. And one of the greatest bass players ever. You know, yeah, they're just going to make a band do some stuff. Fuck around. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we're not taking it serious. We're just having fun. Yeah. Like, fucking Joe Satriani? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't remember. He's, I mean, he's in another band, I mean, another quote unquote band. I can't remember who he's touring with, but it's like him, Michael Anthony, because they're like best friends, uh-huh. and some other guitarists. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and when he tours on his own, when he does when his own band, his own band is pretty fucking hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you got Sammy, you know, just wailing away. I was like, fuck. Whatever he wants to do. Dude. Yeah. Yep. Celebrates his birthday every year down in Cabo. Puts on a big, big weekend show. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, that's what I'd love to see. I would love to see a Sammy Hagar birthday show. Because like <laughs> I've seen like like video of it. Like he's released like he released a video. Like it was like a ten minute thing. Like like about his birthday bash down in Cabo. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this little club that you know. I think it was. Cabo Waba, I think it was like the one he opened up with Van Halen still owns. Like, you know, it's like his club, and he just shows up with his band, this little fucking club setting. It's like 500 people in the joint, and it's just like, let's party. Yeah. And he's playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. Um,. Did you know it was illegal to hit another man in the head with his own helmet? I did not. Yeah, it is, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I would have assumed that, you know. I, uh. But I, I, we got to address it. We, we got uh-huh. to talk about it a little bit. Thursday night, the Steelers play the Browns. The Steelers get their ass kicked. I was not surprised by that. But at the end of the game, <laughs> with eight seconds left, I'm not even sure why the Steelers are fucking running a play. It's like... 
You're down 21-7. What? What? Just take a fucking knee and get off the field. I'm. I, I'm. You know, you're done. Yeah. You, you know, and you're throwing a fucking screen pass. Mm-hmm. You know what are you doing? But anyway, so Mason Rudolph throws a pass. Miles Garrett buries him. He did. I mean, it, it probably should have been a flag for the hit. It, it that that that's that's where that it was starts. that was that's that's what I thought. I mean, he he drove him into the ground. Yeah. So this is what yeah. So you have Miles Garrett just driving Mason Rudolph into the ground. Mason Rudolph takes umbrage to this, tries to get it Miles Garrett's head, quite possibly. May have kicked him in the ding ding. Really, I didn't see. That. Yeah, there's a little. If you look at that just right, it looks like his legs coming up right into right into the groinal region. Um, yeah, Mason Rudolph, a little pissed off. Mm. Rightfully so or not, I don't know. Miles Garrett takes umbrage to this as one would, mm. and rips off Mason Rudolph's helmet. <laughs> now, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, well. He's gonna get fined, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that's a fine, okay. And Mason Rudolph gets up. By this point, David DeCastro is holding Miles Garrett back. Here comes Mason Rudolph without a helmet, charging at Miles Garrett. Now, there's one of two things that has to be going through Mason Rudolph's mind. Either number one, he is so enraged at this point that he's seeing red and doesn't know what he's doing. Or number two, he's thinking to himself, I have to be a man and I have to take the punch. Yeah. Like, I have to go at him to show I'm not backing down and I have to take the punch from Miles Garrett. Because that's what you're expecting. You're expecting to get hit in the head with a fist. Yeah. Which, again, if this is what had happened, I would have said, that's barely a bigger fine. Maybe a game off. Yeah. Miles Garrett does what nobody expects to have happen. <laughs> and use it within with his right hand, brings the Mason Rudolph's helmet up over his head and knocks him in the doink with it. Like right in the head. Like yeah. right, right, right. And this is Mason Rudolph is a man who was just recently laying unconscious on the turf. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know, so my first thought is once he gets doinked in the head is, is he still alive? Yeah. You know, because he got hit. Like, it was like the the earpiece, the ear section of the helmet, right down on the top of his head. And Mason Rudolph turns around looking for a flag. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what you're looking for at this point is a flag? Right, right. <laughs> And then the best part of it is, so he turns back around and Chucky Yacobi pushes Mason Rudolph in the back and knocks him down. And without missing a beat, Rudolph spins around, looks at him and goes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, in the meantime, I don't even know how to describe him anymore, but we'll we'll just, you know, Marquise Pouncey. (laughs) The Pouncer. Goes... Goes full Sopranos. He did. <laughs> he did. He comes over David DeCastro and starts trying to punch Miles Garrett in the helmet. They get Garrett down the ground. While Garrett's down the ground, <laughs> Pouncey throws a few more punches, gets up, and then kicks him in the dome. Yeah. Like two or three times. There's a couple. Like like he was trying to curb stomp him. <laughs> Sopranos style. He was. And like... 
God bless Marquise Pouncey. I get it. You're protecting your quarterback. You're protecting your teammate. You just saw him get hit in the head with a helmet. But you can't go like again. I'm looking at I'm looking at the footage. And I'm going, oh, here comes Pouncey. Yeah, he's gonna get fined for that. Oh, he's missing some time now. <laughs> the second he threw kicks, he I'm like, he's missing time. <laughs> and this is the most controversial thing to happen until in, until today when Colin Kaepernick had his workout. But yeah. but he worked out for us. I, I, I don't know if the Steelers had a representative there or not. I'm just curious. Yeah. But it's the what's most interesting about this entire melee is like where do you stand on it? Yeah. Like clearly the actions of Miles Garrett are inexcusable. I've I, except for some like diehard Cleveland fans and fucking Max Kellerman, I have heard nobody try to defend what Miles Garrett did. Nah. Okay. And, like, I lost an entire, like, two or three levels of respect for Max Kellerman for even trying to defend what Miles Garrett did. It was an abomination to hear what he had to say. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, really, Max? Like, okay. But the real controversy is, where do you stand on, on what Rudolph did? On what Rudolph did? Yeah. I thought he was an idiot. Okay. I did. I, I thought when he was throwing his hands up, I was like, it's a little late for that, son. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting 14 points out of this. No. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've been throwing off all day. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, four turnovers is not going to be made over by you like drawing this penalty for getting hit in the head. Right. When he raised his hands up, I was like, like when he turned around looking for a flag, I'm like, "Really, dude? Really?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Take, like, take the fucking knee. Like, my, my my problem is, and I get it. You got your ass handed to you. You've been getting hit all day. Miles Garrett was in your grill, and yes, the hit may have been a little bit late. Oh, I thought it was late, and he definitely drove him into the ground. Yeah. But you can't do what you did. Nah. Like, you can't. You, you, he even looked like he was trying to rip his helmet off. Yeah. At, at first, I thought his hand was stuck. Yeah. At like, first. Like, he got like he got behind his helmet. You could, Like, it looked like he was trying to yank it off. Yeah. It, and like, I'm like, what are so, you doing? I mean, like, I, at first, I thought he... I, honestly, I thought he got his hand stuck. Yeah. I thought his hand was stuck in his helmet. Yeah. But that, I don't think that was the case. He was actually no. trying to get his helmet off. I think he was trying to get his helmet off to give him, give him a two-piece. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to give him a little, little left-right action there. Mm. But, um, like, I was just, like, to me, I will say this, like, I do believe in the end, Mason Rudolph should at least be fined Mm -hmm. for his actions in the entire thing, starting from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, I would not have been upset if they had given him a game. Yeah. Like in, all, like, in all honesty, I wouldn't have been upset at all if they, if they had given him a game because, like, in many ways, he instigated the entire thing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there right now. I, I'm sure I'm going to hear it from Thad next week who's going to call me a complete idiot for this. But, like, in my opinion, it just, you know, you, you it looks like you, you, you may have tried to kick him in the groin. 
<laughs> while you were down. Yeah, you're trying to rip his helmet off, it looks like. You know, and then after that, you went looking for smoke and you found fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you 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 went looking to get into a fight and you know, you got hit in the head with your own helmet. <laughs> yeah. You know. So and I mean like Pouncey, I thought I thought they were gonna give him two games. I thought he was gonna miss the Cincinnati game and I thought they were gonna keep him out for the Cleveland game. I'm surprised they gave him three, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. You can't you can't I get defending your quarterback. I get defending your teammate. I'm yeah. right there with you. I've been there. Yeah. But the second you started throwing those kicks at his head, you were done. I like the punches. Those are my favorite. It's like someone put a shiv in that guy's hand. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean yeah. and like, it was, and these Pouncey, were like kidney punches. Yeah. And, like, and Pouncey was coming. <laughs> like the second Pouncey saw his boy get hit in the head, he came charging in. And like, I mean, he's going all Superman punch coming over the top of the Castro and everything, like to get him down on the ground. And then he gets up and gives him the one, two, maybe three kicks to the head. I'm like, holy shit. This is like Miami style gang violence at this point. <laughs> and you don't see Pouncey that upset no. like that. I'm like, holy hell. And it's like, I mean, I've seen Yinzers are collecting money to pay off the fine for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's. I'm sure he has a nice pot. He's sitting I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, while he's going to miss a few game checks, uh, I'm, I'm sure Marquise is doing all right for himself. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, it, it was, it was one of those just. Like, it was one of those weird things that was, and, like, what happened, like, for me was, I turned that game off. Yeah. You know, like, I flipped over to the pit game. Yeah. Because it was a better game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, like, first off, the Steeler game was bad to begin with. It just wasn't, like, you can't, for either team, it was not a good game. Right. Like, yeah, Cleveland won, but, excuse me, they didn't play all that well. Yeah. These were two bad teams fighting each other. Yeah. But also, like it was just so like you know, one like I, I got home because I was listening to the pit game. I was flipping back and forth. I got home. I turned on the TV. The Steelers were down twenty-one-seven. I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm gonna flip back over to the to the pit game. Watch that to the end. And when Sports Center came on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, Sports Center comes on and they're leading with like, yeah, there was an NFL game, but that's not what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, holy shit. Well, Cleveland's also been having problems, too, as far as these fines. and. Well, like, I mean, it it was almost like a headhunter show for a while, I think. I mean, you have to look at that aspect, too. Miles Garrett's been penalized a number of times this season for late hits. I mean, this is part of of why he's getting, you know, an indefinite suspension. This season alone, he's received a number of late hit penalties. He broke a guy's leg on a late hit. Yeah. In in the second week of the season. So he has like a history right now, a very recent history of playing on the ragged edge of like of dirty play. Yeah. You know, and then you throw this into the mix between between the hit, but you know, whether it be on time or late, driving the quarterback into the ground, which should have drawn the penalty, and plus, you know, hitting the guy on top of the head like he was a fucking bobblehead with his own helmet, you know. That's a trifecta of you got to go. Yeah. You know, and the fact that they're, I mean, you know, based upon recent history, we're going to sit you down for the rest of the season and either reapply and tell us why you deserve to play in the NFL next season. Yeah. You know, and 
part of that is many people were saying, you know, you you hired a coach and Freddie Kitchens who was not prepared to be a head coach. He had only been an offensive coordinator for eight weeks. Yeah. You know, he, so he didn't have that much experience even at, at that position, let alone like we're going to make you the head coach now. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, and so there's a lack of discipline on this team. You know, you're talk, people talk about like, you know, in the preseason, all the talent that they had gathered and everything, and that's great and all, but man, if, you ain't, if you ain't got discipline, yeah, you know, you're racking up penalties. They're the most penalized team in the league right now. You know, make they make the Raiders proud. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just it's a recipe for disaster, and it's a recipe for you to be in a sub five hundred team. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, half our players got injured that game. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. Like you look at like you know Juju goes out with a concussion, Deontay Johnson goes out with a concussion. I mean those were head to head shots. Yeah, you know, like. If this was college football, that would have been targeting. You would have been thrown out of the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- this was – Cleveland came out in that game, fired up, ready for a hard-hitting, nasty football game, and they played on the ragged edge of what's clean and what's dirty. Yeah. You know, and, like, there's a part of me that's like, I respect that, you know. Mm. But, like, in the modern NFL, that just doesn't fly, though. No, I agree. You know, like that level of play was like five years ago, <laughs> ten years ago, those hits all would have been legal. Yeah. You know, but this is the modern NFL when that shit doesn't fly and you've got to play within those rules. And when you don't play within those rules, there's a problem. And that problem first, systemically has to come from the head coach. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I heard somebody say, like, if it wasn't for the fact that Cleveland won this game, Freddie Kitchens would be out of a job today. Yeah. But you can't fire a coach when he wins. Yeah. You know. So, it's like, it's a totally bizarre situation in Cleveland. And the Steelers are in a, in a bad way now because, I mean, you're gonna you're probably going to be out Juju for, for Cincinnati. You're probably going to be out Deontay Johnson. So, you got a bunch of guys whose names I don't know playing wide receiver. Yeah. You know, with a quarterback who, in all honesty, hasn't been that good. Yeah. You know, so this is a recipe for disaster against a winless team. Yeah. Like, the defense may have to score 14 points. Yeah. You know, in all honesty. (laughs) Bad. Yeah. (sighs) Whatever. Yeah. So. Get past that. Yeah. So that was that. I I just, we had to comment on it. Oh, yeah. you, You have to. But um, in other news, this I can't week, believe he was looking for the flag. Yeah, that was the best part. Like six seconds left. Yeah, he's, t- he's turning around, like looking for the flag. Like I just got hit in the head. You should have been looking for the fucking flag when you got drilled into the ground. That's when you should have been yelling at the referee, not after you get hit in the head with your own helmet. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the I thing. I mean, it was an, it was, it was an, I, I felt that he drove him into the ground. Yeah. I mean, he, he planted him into the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, again, like, 10 it, years. It, it was like a couple moves away from a wrestling move. Yeah. Like, five, 10 years ago, that's a completely legal play that, like, ends up on, like, a, a hard-hitting NFL films. Yeah, ends up on Renegade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but instead, 
you know, this is the modern NFL where you can't do that shit. You know? And I'm sure the referee didn't throw the flags. He's fucking thinking to himself. It's over. It's, Game's it's, over. There's eight fucking seconds. Why am I calling this penalty? Yeah. You know? But now you forced him to because you hit the guy in the head with his own fucking helmet. Yeah. And then the disaster when they had to get a playoff and everybody was on the field. Yeah. Everybody just wanted out of that stadium. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was just bad. You're trying to assemble 11 guys just to fucking take a knee at that point. Yeah. Let's just get out of here. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, and I love Mike Tomlin at the end of it. He's like, no comment. I'm not saying anything about that. Like, he knew. Like, he knew if he let go, you know, he was going to be missing a game check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he knew. He, I, I just need to keep my mouth fucking shut. Right. <laughs> you know. I ain't saying jack or Did shit. Did you ever hear an interview with him with him afterwards? I never heard an interview. Well, I, I mean, I saw, I saw the post game con- news conference. Okay, how was that? Oh, I mean, it was like so, Mike. What do you have to say about the incident at the end of the game? He's like, I'm not saying anything about that. Okay. And then Ron Cook said, "So you're you're you're, you're you have no comment." He's like, "That's exactly what I fucking said." Is that what he said? No, no, it was like that's exactly what I said. But like he looked at Ron Cook with like that. That's exactly what I said, motherfucker. You know, it was like it was like he was right. He wanted to go see him, Jackson, in the worst way. You could tell he was pissed, not just about the loss, but about the fucking fight at the end. Yeah. You, know, you knew he wanted to go off about that, but he's like, I can't do it. I got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I just got to move. We're just moving on. Any other questions? I am not. He's like, somebody else asked him another question. He's like. Have you ever seen somebody asked him a question? Have you ever seen anything like that before in a game? He's like, I am not answering any questions about the incident at the end of the game. Nice. Yeah. Moving on. Shutting it down. Shutting it down. He can do that, though. Freddie Kitchens was just like, Yeah, well, you know, we don't like to see that happen. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is like, Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling through it. And Mike Collins like, Mike, 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 Mike Tom was like, nope. No comment. <laughs> it ends here. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be in my book. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait till I write my book. <laughs> yeah. All right. What you got? So, the other exciting news this week. Yeah. Disney Plus launched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With bugs? Well, <laughs> and when you have 10 million people trying to log into it day one, that's going to cause problems. Oh, I had problems. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually sign up for the service until today. Mm. So I had very few problems. Mm. Um, but like I did, I, I heard about people who had problems getting into the, into the system. Getting logged in, stuff like that, because it was just overwhelmed, apparently, day one. Oh, I was overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they announced like 10 million people signed up for the motherfucker. Like, holy shit. That's a lot of money. That is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's an impressive amount of people like coming out day one. That shows you the popularity, and I mean, and I'll be honest... Worth every fucking penny. Yeah, it is. It's really impressive. Like I, I watched today. Like I watched episodes one and two of The Mandalorian, and we're mm. going to talk about that. But like I watched The Black Cauldron today. Yeah. 
A movie I haven't seen in 30 fucking years. Right. You know? It was glorious. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> and, like, beautifully animated. And I can see why this hasn't been seen by, like, you know, human eyes in X amount of years. But, man, it was good. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, Return to Oz is on there. I may have to watch that just to, like, you know, so I can have a good nightmare. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking, like, how much of, like, that, well, we, what, what's referred to as that dark Disney era is really on there. Yeah. Like, the Witch Mountain movies are on there, which, not that surprising, cause I, but still, I mean, you know, not something that Disney kind of, like, tips their hat to a lot. Right. Um, the Black Hole's on there. Yeah, which that, again was like surprising. That was surprising to me. You know, because I mean, it's the fucking black hole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've discussed that at nauseum on this show. But yeah. Yeah, the ending alone is enough to make you go, "What the fuck is this doing on here?" Mm-hmm. And who the fuck was smoking what when they did this? Right. But um, I mean, it, it, I mean, so I mean, it's like it's very impressive, like how deep they go. I mean, you know, bed knobs and broomsticks is on there. The Apple Dumpling Gang is on there. The Shaggy Da. You know, that darn cat. I mean, like, all that Disney stuff you used to watch back in the day. on Freaky Friday, the original. Yeah, the original Freaky Friday. Like, all that stuff that we would watch back in the day, like like the Disney Disney Sunday movie and and shit like that. That's right there. Herbie's on it. The Love Bug is on Mm -hmm. it. I was like, I was shocked. Like, Herbie, the Love Bug? (laughs) I know what I'm doing this week. Like, it was very impressive. Then you throw in some of the other stuff, like all the Spider-Man cartoons, the X-Men cartoon. All the stuff, Darkwing Duck is fucking on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a very very impressive amount of stuff to keep you engaged. Like was Tailspin on there? I have to look. I didn't see it, but I would not be surprised. If, I mean, you know, that was another good one. Man, Tailspin was back in the day. Mm. Gargoyles. That's the one everybody's going nuts about. Is fucking Gargoyles is on there? Yeah. I've never watched that. Like I'm excited because I want to sit down and binge watch that. Yeah. You know, so. There's a lot of very interesting stuff on there that's it's really impressive. Like I'm very impressed, like with the, I mean, the original content's gonna come, but like just the amount of stuff that they kind of like put into it is like you know this is shit people are gonna watch yeah. is very impressive. Yeah, it, it's just a gigantic catalog. Yeah, you know. Yeah, giant. Yeah. Now, I do wonder, like, how long can that giant catalog keep you entertained, though? Well, I'm... Yeah. Like, I mean, because the thing, the, the thing does become this. Like, you know, I don't know when Mandalorian Season 2 is coming. I don't know when Obi-Wan's coming. You know, I, what Falcon and the Winter Soldier is sometime middle of next year. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of time between some of these, you know, some of these originals that they're dropping that I'm intrigued, like, how long, like, while, yes, you have this great back catalog and, and stuff, like, you know, we do live in an era where, like, Netflix is releasing, like, 60 fucking, you know, original bits of content a month. Yeah. You know, and you're, you've released four or five coming out the gate. Like, when when does that machine start turning and we get more and more of it? Right, right. As compared to the drip you're getting now. Right, right. Yeah. You know. I don't know. 
I we'll just have to see. It's it's going to be an evolving process. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. With more releases coming and right, because there's stuff. I'm sure they have a whole other vault ready to unleash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's what we saw on the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was impressed. Apparently, one of the things somebody I saw somebody somebody say was like, with Dumbo, like yeah. the original Dumbo cartoon is on there. Yeah, and like before you watch the movie, it comes up with a disclaimer saying it is unedited, it's in its original form, and that there are some racial depictions that, while not acceptable today, were acceptable at the time that this movie was released. Yeah, which is interesting. So, which makes me think like. Maybe there is a plan to someday release Song of the South. I highly doubt it. So do I, but I mean, <laughs> it's one of those oddball things that is like. That shit is buried where the Ark or the Covenant is. <laughs> that shit ain't ever coming yeah. out. <laughs> I can guarantee. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah. That, that shit will never be public. Ever. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I, it's just, it's one of those things like, it's like the one thing that did, like, more than anything else. And I mean, and, and Disney's like disavowed a lot of shit, but like, we're seeing like it's here with this, this app. It's like the one thing where Disney's like, no, that doesn't fucking exist. Right. I don't know where we got the idea for fucking uh, Splash Mountain. All right. <laughs> you know? All right, all right. Zippity doo Yeah, that was just something Walt came up with. I mean, <laughs> you know? Fire rabbit? Yeah, we don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a number of things that are not coming out. Yeah. Which, I don't care. No, I don't I, I don't either. Like, I'm not clamoring to see Song of the South. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um... They also said the same thing with the, uh... Oh... Uh, The one with the cats. The aristocrats? No. Yeah. Was it the rescuers? Maybe it was with the Siamese cats. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Woo. There's another disclaimer on that. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. And was it the rescuers? I think it was, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That's rough, too. Yeah. But. The funny thing is, that wasn't made all that long ago, though. Like, Song of the South kind of, like, gives a pass because it was made in, like, the, like the, the late 40s, early 50s. <laughs> you know? Like, you say, like, wow, okay. Like, I think The Rescuers was made, like, in, like, the late 60s. I saw it in the theater. It was my first movie. Yeah. So, I don't know when it was released. Let's take a, let me, let me give that the old, the old look up there. Oh, wow. Way off on that. That was 1977. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my first movie. Yeah. So. Bob, Ar- Bob Newhart is Bernard and Ava Gardner is Miss Bianca. Who is Bianca? Ava Gardner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I wonder, did they, did they come back to reprise their roles in the uh, the Rescuers Down Under? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to find out. Hmm. <laughs> what? I just can't find it. Oh, there it is. Rescuers Down Under. There we go. And they did! There you go. Rescuers Down Under. What year did that come out? 1990. They came back for that, huh? Yeah. That's impressive to me. Uh, so what? I mean, what? What, have, what else? Have, okay. So let's let's start with you know, let's start with the Mandarin. Okay. Or the the, the Mandarin, the Mandalorian. Um. <laughs> um. What 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 have been your thoughts? I mean, we we've they've released two episodes of this. I believe it's going eight or nine. So what, what did you think of the first two episodes? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was in that Rogue One style feel, I thought. Yeah. Color. You know what I mean? Didn't you? Well, I, I, I felt like... Kind of in that vein. I, I The thing I took away from it was... It feels like a Western. Almost. Like... The Mandalorian is the is the man without a name, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and I I like it, you know. And I hope, like, he never takes his helmet off. Yeah, you know, I like that, you know. And I, I've liked the way they've they're showing the world the the that this isn't this isn't a bigger universe. It's a smaller one. Yeah, you mean with the dirty stormtroopers? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the, the dirty stormtroopers. I, I thought that was a great touch. Like, you know, the, these weren't these guys weren't in the best of shape. You know, <laughs> right. the empires on the run. You know, so apparently these guys, you know, the the maintenance crews aren't available to clean the armor like they used to be. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's interesting to me. Um, but like, I mean, but it goes back. It also goes back to that. You know what Lucas said was like that used universe feel. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't like it, like the stormtroopers aren't shiny and new. Yeah. You know that they're, they're, this is. You know, in a way, they're the rebellion now. Yeah. So they wouldn't have the resources, and yeah, they're reusing the armor, and the armor is looking a bit beat up, and that's interesting to me. Um, but even like you know. The Mandalorian, like his, his armor is looking pretty, pretty beat up, and we we, we watch it take a beating. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it like there's a lot, there's a lot going on in these first two episodes, but there's also a very small story being told that I like a lot. Yeah, you know, that's what I like I've liked about the show is just how intimate it feels when so much of Star Wars, like even Rogue One. Had the weight of the universe on its shoulders. Right. This is a. I guess this is what I liked about Solo. It was a much more intimate story. Yeah, yeah. And I feel the same way about this. I mean, it, if it reminds me of anything, it reminds me more of Solo mm-hmm. because of the underworld feel to it, because of the the intimacy of the story. It's not this bigger, 
galactic focus. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, now, at the end of this, as we've learned, there may be a larger galactic focus <laughs> yeah, yeah. to this story, but right now it's still very intimate and small. Mm. You know, and I, and I like that. I, I like... I like how the how the character is being portrayed. Um, you know, Carl Weathers showing up at the first episode. Yeah, they looking good. Yeah, you know, um, Nick Nolte was fun. Like you know, yeah, I have spoken. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I liked his like, the character. He portrayed a lot. But it was it was just well done. Like it's it's, and I mean, and it's it, it's it's Favreau. And it's Dave Filani, and like, man, I, talk about tapping into Star Wars without being Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. They're doing it right. I agree. Yeah, I like the, the flash of some bounty hunters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, the bounty hunting droid I loved. I thought the movements were perfect. Yeah. I'm glad they weren't, like, fluid. Like, um... Yeah. Um... Grievous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. this was more... Yeah. Yeah, it made sense, right? Yeah. Um... So I like that aspect of that droid. I, I really liked. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and so far I've liked everything that I've seen. This guy's just trying to make, trying to get a buck, dude. Yeah, he's just living. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he he has no concerns with the rebellion, with the republic, with the empire. He's just a guy trying to make his way through the through the universe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I like. I, I mean, it's it's a very interesting. I, I mean, I liked. I what I I, I liked like. What they showed about the Mandalorian tribe, yeah, because I know where that comes from. Like I, I've watched, it, like you know, Clone Wars. I know what happens there. I, I can't wait for the. You know, we're finally going to see the the entire the end of everything with that because you know Ahsoka's taking the you know the 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 garrison to Mandalore to uproot um, Maul, who who's taken over as the the leader of the planet Mandalore and, you know, it's a war torn planet and, you know, they're going to end up being like scattered throughout the galaxy. And yeah. you know, so like, like this, how, like it showed how important the tribe is, which makes what like happens at the end of these first two episodes. Interesting because, you know, he, it, it becomes, what does he, what is he going to find deemed more important? The, <coughs> the life of the asset <laughs> I don't want to give it away yeah. in case you haven't seen it. So like there's the life of the asset or there's the loyalty to the tribe and his reward for turning in the asset would extraordinarily help the tribe. Yeah. You know, and it's like what is going what where is his conscience going to take him? Yeah. Cuz that's a tough decision to make. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, he, he you know, he even talks about a little bit like, you know, I'm a Mandalorian. You know, weapons are my what I, I, I what my god. This is what I worship. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's is an interesting and complex character without being an interesting and complex character. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's 
I, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah. You it's, know. it's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so watch that. Yeah. So what what do you think of the release per episode as compared to just dropping the whole thing for you to binge watch? It doesn't bother me. You don't you don't have a preference? Uh I prefer I prefer the Netflix binge. Uh-huh. But I'm okay with this too. I mean, we did it with Star Trek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but start like with Star Trek. I like I look at CBS All Access, and I look at it as it's still a net. Like weirdly, I still look at it as a network television, despite okay. it being a streaming service. Right. Like I feel like, for the most part, those shows could be run on CBS television. Okay, you know what I mean. With with the exception of like the one time they said fuck. With yeah, Star yeah. Trek, I mean, for the most part, those shows are. There's nothing that really goes on for the most part that makes you say, "Wow, that couldn't be shown on, on network television." Right. You know what I mean? And there are other shows I feel are kind of the same way that their network television shows just they're making them only available on this this platform for whatever reason. Right. Um, Disney feels more Netflixy to me. Yeah. But. I don't mind the the weight. Like it, it does draw out. Like I, I think there's something of. I think Netflix, like especially some like some of the stuff like like Stranger Things, um, and some of the other stuff that they've done, like even like I'll, I'll say like uh, Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. It it plays as if it's meant to be binged. It plays like it's meant to be like a nine ten hour movie. Yeah. You know, the only reason it's broken up into episodes is just so that they can do it that way. But overall, it does feel like one long movie. Right. The I, the, the Marvel shows were that way a lot. Like, especially Daredevil. Daredevil really felt like a 10-hour movie. Yeah. Um. So, like, the way that they produce their original content a lot of times, it's meant, like, it's honestly meant to be benched. Yeah. Um. I feel like with with this, it's it has that feel like you could binge. Like if you wanted to wait until this was all said and done, you could. But I can't. <laughs> you know, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm all in. I can't wait for the next episode. So I, I, I'm like you. I don't have a preference either way. Um, but there is a nice little bit of like. The anticipation of getting the next episode. Yeah. There is a little something to that still, I think. I, I'm sure it's just that I'm 46 years old and that's how my mind has been trained to think. Like the anticipation of what's coming next episode. Right. Whereas binge watching is like, holy shit, this is just overload. Right. You know, so. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see it, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could take it either way, but I I like how this one's being done. Yeah. So, what else, if anything, have you watched on Disney Plus? For me, just The Mandalorian. Just The Mandalorian? Yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Oh, I watched Endgame. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I tried watching... 
the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Was that rough? It's too much Goldblum. Is it? It's too much Goldblum being Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got through the first episode, and I started watching the second episode, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, right, this it's is too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much Goldblum being Goldblum. That's how I feel about a lot of Will Smith movies. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But, like, it, it, the, the, the problem is, like, it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, you don't want to believe, like, he's that kooky. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but he really kind of is probably that kooky. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but, like, it, it, it becomes a hard watch, like, watching him. Right. Be Jeff Goldblum, you know. So I can only take it in small bites, and even though these were half-hour shows, that was too big of a bite. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he is nuts. He is, <laughs> and I think he enjoys it. That's the worst part. Yeah, he knows it. He's, yeah, that's his shtick, man. Yeah, you know, it's exactly his shtick. You know, that's his thing. So, I guess he rolls with it. I guess it works for him. You know what I mean? Like, But, like, the other side of this, like, people, like, love it. Like, yeah. I, I'm in the minority. Like, there's a reason why they gave him a show. Yeah. Because people love Goldblum being Goldblum. Yeah. But for me, it was just too much, like, great Gatsby's ghost. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was too much. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's just, it, it was just, you know. It's a, I can't even describe it. Like it's just it's Goldblum being Goldblum. If you know what that means, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, but people love it. People eat it up. Like people can't get enough of it apparently, and that's why they gave him a show because people love that shit. That's crazy. It is. But at the same time, man, I mean, you know, more power to him. Right. You know, it's just not for me. I'll take it in bite size. You know, show say, welcome to Jurassic World, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I needed from you. Yeah. You know? Life. Finds a way. You know, that, that's what I need from you, buddy. That, that's it. You know. End it. <clears throat> Cut. Cut. <laughs> I don't need to hear you talk about sneakers for a half hour. Right. You know. Yeah. That's too much for me, too. And there's another thing I want to discuss. Because it's a, it's a culture that fascinates me. And, I'm, I'm, and, like, somebody described it on, like, that episode. And it made sense to me, but it still doesn't. Like, sneaker culture. Okay. Okay. Like... I own one pair of shoes. Okay. That's it. One pair. There are motherfuckers out there who have, like, a pair of shoes for every outfit. Okay. Like, shit has to match. Okay. And, like, and they have more than one. And, I mean, and it's, like, multicolored. Like, I, I want somebody to explain sneaker culture to me because it doesn't make sense. Like... I like somebody described it as like you know it's basically the same thing as collecting baseball cards, you know one baseball card is worth more than the other, but you know so it's the pursuit of that piece of cardboard that you want to get. It's just now we're doing it with sneakers, and I get that to a certain extent, but like, why do you gotta have like fifty pairs of shoes? I don't, I don't know. I I know I understand. You don't know. I mean, you you're you're a one pair of shoe man too. Yeah, I have two. You have work boots. Five. And, you know, five. Wow. Well, I got it. 
pair of boots and then I got a pair of duck boots. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have shoes at work, but I don't really count yeah. those. And I have a pair of sneakers I wear now. Mm-hmm. And then I kept my two old pairs to work outside in the summer. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes like sense. Like when these will go down and I'll get yeah. a new pair of shoes, these will become work shoes for outside. Right. Because in the summer, I'm not wearing boots. Right. You know what right. I mean? I get what you're saying, yeah. He says it's one of those oddball things. I'm, I'm not putting... But I don't it, collect them. Right. I'm not putting somebody down who, who who is part of this culture. It's just, I don't get it. Like, why do you feel the need that you have to have so many pairs of shoes to match... Like, your outfits. Like, to me, like, I have a pair of black shoes that goes with my jeans and my T-shirt. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. You know, you're, you're color coordinating to match your hat and your shirt and your, you know. Yeah. And I just don't, like, like, to me, that's, like, that's, like, way too much fucking work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is just way too much fucking work. Like, I wear the, I wear the same hat all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, I've got, like... Six, six like six shirts I wear to work. I've got you know, you know, pant, enough pants to get me through my work week. I wear a few pairs of sweatpants. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same thing with socks. Like these motherfuckers with their socks. I I got white socks. That's it. Yeah. I got too. I got a pair of black socks for fancy occasions. That's it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, these there's these motherfuckers that got like you know color coordinated socks to match I mean it's like holy fuck this is way too much fork for the average day yeah it's, like what time are you waking up well I think I don't know I mean I think men in business or that are wearing suits have different colored socks for the suits that they're wearing Argyles versus blacks versus but it's I, always been like that I guess like it's just it's it, the whole thing but like, women have had, I mean, you know, there's some women that are huge on shoes. Oh, yeah. And like, I just mean, crossed over. Yeah. Like, it's like the thing, the but it's like the thing I just don't, I, I guess it's the yinzer in me is the best way I'm going to describe it. Holy yeah. fuck. It's those fucking chili cheese dogs you <laughs> ate before we went. No. Oh, good lordy, man. It's the Dr. Pepper. Ugh. But it's, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's like the yinzer in me where it's like, the yinzer in me is like, you know. All you need is a pair of work shoes and a pair of church shoes. <laughs> you know, that's all you need, man. Yeah. You know. So, like, I, I, like, that's just me. Like, I, I'm again, I'm not putting down anybody. Like, if you're somebody out there and you, 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 you do collect sneakers and you've got a, you know, a pair of, of shoes for every fucking outfit, you know, that's fine. It just, it seems like. Even more, it seems like a very expensive hobby because these shoes ain't fucking cheap. You're dropping a hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks a pair. Yeah, you know, I'm going to Dunham's and looking like in the the clearance section to find a pair of shoes in my size. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, if I'm dropping more than fifty dollars on a pair of shoes, I'm pissed. Yeah, right. You know, so that's the difference between you and I, right? Yeah, right. right off the bat, like you're willing to drop two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes and have a bunch of them. I'm dropping fifty bucks for one pair, and like pissed that I'm dropping that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear you. So it's definitely different. It is. It's definitely different. But <clears throat> it like it. I don't. I don't know. Like I, 
I guess I'm like, because I'm the type of guy that like, I don't dress up. I don't. Yeah. Like my appearance doesn't influence me. Like I, I I've heard like Nancy's even said this. Like you know, I like to dress nice because it makes me feel good about myself. Mm. Well, I like to dress comfortably because I want to be comfortable. Right. You know. Yeah. That's the difference. Like in my head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's dip our Tony old mailbag. Okay. Mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Oh, no. You, sir, Sean. You read my fake made-up part about the triple Dutch rudder, but didn't read the actual notes that came out of Kevin Smith's mouth. How awesome would that have been to have seen Stan Lee take them down force and light style saber? Style. Well, first off, I would have believed that you would have gone up to a microphone and asked Kevin Smith for a triple Dutch rudder. Um, that seemed far more plausible than what you, you put down about the whole Stan Lee thing. I apologize for doubting you, but... <laughs> Holy shit, Miles Garrett is a dirty player. He makes Jerry Sandusky look like Mr. Rogers. No. No, he does not. <laughs> and there is a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is on your Christmas list year, Sean and Ian? Pretend you're sitting on my lap and tell me you were a good boy while I... No, no, no. We're not going to get into that part. Um, what do I want for Christmas? I don't know. I haven't thought that far in advance, my friend. Yeah, me neither. Apparently a $200 pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for Thad. Next up is a good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. I am going to warn you now, this is a very lengthy email, and Tim has taken us to task, particularly me. Okay. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? <laughs> Lumping poor feminist otter went with, with all those misogynistic, base-bit-dwelling trolls that hate the new Star Wars movies. Everyone knows how much of a feminist I am. Some of my favorite people are women, like my mom and the pup. Beaver is tolerable 30% of the time. And I am always Team Peacock in every besotted geek pool. I had a pink pussy hat Way before all those hipsters did. Granted, mine wasn't knitted with weird ears or anything. And it actually looked like female genitalia. And was used (laughs) to insult visiting athletic teams. But either way, I've had that since the early 2000s. (laughs) Okay. Well, I certainly... I'm just going to continue on before I defend myself. First off, I have always liked Ray. She is my favorite of all the people in the new trilogy. Okay. I think she kicks ass. I can't wait to find out she is related to the Emperor. (laughs) But seriously, love Rey. Secondly, I said I liked Last Jedi. I said it was a good movie. I wish the characters were not those in the Skywalker saga. I, I wish the characters were not those in the Skywalker saga. 
I said, I wish it happened in another timeline or side story. Like another Jedi that survived Order 66. And while we're talking about Last Jedi, really, Sean, a fucking masterpiece? A masterpiece? Child, please. You can't call a movie that has a universally panned entire act a masterpiece. You will never find anyone who liked the casino portion of that story. Not only was that entire mission an abject failure, it ended up being totally worthless to the whole plot in the long run. And yes, I said it then and I'll say it again. I'm one of the not my loot guys. Sorry if I didn't like that the character from Return of the Jedi, the young Jedi Knight who believed so much that there was still good in Darth fucking Vader that he was willing to risk everything to find it, so sorry if I didn't if I find it hard to believe that without any backstory, same Jedi decided to speak up and murder his nephew. Yeah, it was a lapse and didn't mean it or it was Snoke, he put that in Luke's mind. Fuck that noise. This is the keeper of the fucking Jedi we are talking about. <laughs> oh, and then he decided to run off and refuse to help the only people he ever cared for when they needed it. He had to wait to turn into a ghost and go act like a decoy. Like I said, I like the movie. I know that sounds like a lot of bitching, but in this case, it is necessary to counter the fact that Sean actually called the movie a fucking masterpiece. Masterpiece of a movie that has Leia do a Michael Jordan in the vacuum of space, back <laughs> in the airlock. That was horrible. I was waiting for an R. Kelly song when that happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was probably off exposing himself to a young Ewok. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jedi Masters make mistakes. And stop with the, we will put that story into the novels or comics. Yoda ate a Zag nut, remember that? Yeah. That was probably a mistake. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. <laughs> Add this to the movies or stop hiding backstory in other mediums. If you want to expand on the story, go ahead and do it out there. But if it brings something to the saga, add it to the goddamn billion dollar franchise. I don't know. Maybe show us on the screen how it... Decimated Empire was reborn from the first as the First Order, or how the Rebellion, despite always winning, has become a ragtag group of freedom fighters again. Maybe a line or scroll or two in the scroll or something. Scroll begins. Episode 7, The Force Awakens. We know the last time we were here with you, the good guys won and everything, but some sneaky guys like the dad of the ginger you're going to meet in a few minutes hit a bunch of Star Destroyers in the Outer Rim and build a planet into a fucking Death Star, right? A whole damn planet. Oh, and the heroes, they got bored with politics and bureaucracy and decided to start start up another group to hunt them down, those sneaky guys. They named it the Resistance, which, well, we know doesn't make any sense since they won, but by the next movie, we will make them the underdogs again. Additionally, by minute three of this movie, they will be the underdogs again. Yeah, the guys that won the last time, they're the underdogs. Minute three. (coughs) Anyways... Luke has vanished, and we will get to that in a couple of years. Hang with us. Which leads me to the common... Bel- okay, so that, that, let's just start, stop here because he's going to get into some other shit. Okay, first off. The only thing I said about you was that you were part of the Not My Luke group. So, I will accept your defense for that. I never said you didn't like Ray. I never said you you were part of that group, 
who, who you know the misogynists and whatnot. So I accept your apology, sir. Okay. <laughs> and if you take away the casino stuff, okay, like which in my mind I do, uh-huh. it's a masterpiece of a fucking movie. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, to me, Ryan Johnson made a masterpiece as far as how he handled the Force and everything with Ray and Luke. Like, I, I get it. You're fine. I get your points about Luke, but at the same time, I like what he did with the character. I liked it. Okay. You know, that's my opinion. You can have your opinion. You're entitled to it. But at the same time, it's the problem with, like, it's such a loud and vocal group that you're not letting them do... It's tough to defend because I get your point and you make smart points, but at the same time, I just, I like what Ryan Johnson did with the character. Yeah. I like where that character ended up. Yeah. It makes sense to me. The Luke character. The Luke character, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I like his decisions with the Force. I liked the the conversation he has with Yoda about the future of the Force and the Jedi. Yeah. Like that. That's a great conversation, and like I like the way Luke goes out. Like I I, I like it. He's like I am such. I, I like it. He got himself to the point that he says to himself. I am such a danger to myself and everyone around me. I need to shut myself away and take myself out of the equation. Yeah. That's the decision that he made. And it's the hardest decision that he could have made. And then when he finds out Han died and he wasn't there to save him, I, you know that has to crush him. The hero in Luke Skywalker is still there. But he's making a decision because he feels him, him being the last Jedi is the greatest danger to the universe out there. Yeah. And taking himself out of the equation is the only way to solve that. Yeah. The Jedi Order had to die with him in his opinion. Okay. So, I, I will I will not say that your your points aren't aren't smart. They are. They're well they're well argued, but at the same time I just like what they did. Mm. I get your point. Like you're right. The 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 bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young Jedi who said he believed that there was still good in Darth Vader. I get that. But at this point he's just like fuck it. I I am bad. Yeah. This, this, this I I am I am the problem. Where's my milk? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go milk this sea creature. <laughs> having an indignant look on my face. <laughs> So, so I can see that your points. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but in my opinion, I like what they did. <laughs> Otter continues. What? Uh, fucking scene with this things. Oh, uh, the milk. Yeah, it was like a Star Wars porno. Yeah, it, it was. It, it it was very strange. It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> Until you fucking see Kylo Ren with his fucking pants up to his nipples. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was like... <laughs> yeah. I'm just paying homage to Ed Grimley. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Put a shirt on, man! Yeah, Ray's like, don't give a towel. Fuck. This isn't a Bowie film. <laughs> You're the man that fell to Earth now? Yeah, come on. Which leads me to the common belief amongst Trekkies that Star Wars fans hate six out of the ten movies so far. Actually, writing all of this, fuck, that might be true. At least I didn't think I hated them, but damn, that was cathartic. Seriously, though, I don't truly hate any of the movies. I'll watch any damn one if I'm flipping through. I really like Solo, even. Shit, episode one has some good shit in it. Might not be pod racing, but there is some good stuff in there. It's the first time you get to see lightsabers tearing limbs apart. Yeah. Granted, it's because they're all droids, but it's cool to see the sabers unleashed and it's not even fencing each other. Young Obi-Wan is awesome, and so is Qui-Gon. And Maul is a certified badass. For the three minutes that he was in the movie. You know what movies suck? All the Star Trek ones before J.J. <laughs> Eat that dick, Stork. Nice. Wow. Well, let me say this. I, I, I don't hate... Look, okay. I find a hard time give, finding redeeming value in episode one. Like, you have the great fight between Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan. Okay. And that's about it. You saw some Force stuff. You in, saw some in the very stuff. beginning. Yeah. But, like, it's like, out of all the movies, that's the one I have the hardest time finding redeeming value in. Okay. Like, to the point, like, uh, if I'm going to if it's on, I, I will probably skip over unless it's at the, the, the lightsaber fight. You know what I mean? I just couldn't stand. Well. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like even the like pod the, racing was stupid. The too. pod racing was bad. Uh, the whole thing up in the, the the space battle was bad. Oh yeah, when the kid climbed into the cockpit. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I mean there, there's a lot. There, there, there's not. A, the acting was horrid. Yeah, there's not a lot to redeem in episode one except for that fucking lightsaber battle. Yeah, and and so like that's the one I had the hardest time redeeming. I think Episodes 2 is better than people give it credit for. Episode 3 is phenomenal at the beginning, phenomenal at the end. It drags in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it does. It drags a lot. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing about, you know, have you ever heard the story of Dark Plagueis the Wise? You're yeah. just like, wow, man. It's story time with Palpatine. Checking the watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fucking opera, and I get story time with Palpatine. Okay, yeah. you know, um, it drags. Then you got, you know, I thought he even looked bad, makeup wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there, there's a. It, it's it, like they brought in the B team for that one. It, there's some, there's some rough points in that one, but you know, we'll just CGI it later. Yeah, it's redeemable. I, I, I'll give it a pass. You know. Yeah. Um, you know. New Hope, Empire, 
Jedi. You know, that, that's that's the big three, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we talked about Jedi and, like, you know, our problems with it. But overall, it's a damn fine film. Parts. Majority. Yeah. I'm going to say majority. Yeah. And then, I mean, you get, you get the, you know, episode seven, The Force Awakens. That's a damn good movie. Last Jedi is a damn good movie. And you throw in, like, Rogue One and, and Solo. Good yeah, they're both very good movies. So I mean, like I can say, like really, out of the ten movies that they've released, nine of them I I, I can I find at the minimum watchable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. It's hard for me to watch Jedi. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And it's very hard for me to watch. Um. Uh. You know, the ones Lucas did, second installment. Yeah, the, the prequel trilogies. Prequel trilogies. I find it very hard to watch. Just because the acting is just so bad from him. It is... It, it is. His acting is deplorable. Hayden Christensen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just... It's just terrible. Yeah. And I, it's hard for me to watch it. It's almost unwatchable. It's rough because you because you have Ewan McGregor, which just is so, so good, good, yeah. And anything he's saying, you're, and I think that's why Ewan shines so much in these films is because that acting was so bad. Even Sam Jackson's acting wasn't good. And I know yeah. it's Samuel L. Jackson. I get it. Yeah. But even that was bad. Yeah. It yeah. was bad all like, the way it, yeah, around. It, it, it's kind of a weird, like... It's like they told Sam, like, you got to tone it down, my friend. Yeah. You know, and Sam's like, okay, I'll tone it, not tone it down. But, like, I mean, all one, like... When Sam shows up in the, the fucking balcony in episode two, like, it was, he should... That's the one time. That should have been PG-13, and that should have been the one time year. This party's over, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where that should have dropped. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. right there, you know? Mm. But just Hayden Grisham just I mean he he literally almost ruined all those movies for me. Right. And it's, it's even more frustrating because like you you when you get the Clone Wars cartoon after the fact uh-huh. they turn they do such a good job of building up Anakin Skywalker and the hero that he was. Yeah. And the conflict within him. Like it like it creates that backstory that Hayden Christensen never could. Yeah. And it becomes frustrating because you watch episode two and then you slip in and you watch all these Clone Wars and then you go to episode three and you're like, fuck, how is this the same character? Yeah. Like, I get, like, you can explore them more because it's a serialized cartoon, but at the same time, like, the character just isn't the same. And that's what's frustrating. That's what's most frustrating. Yeah. You know, but... Oh, master... Up. I mean, until it was you, just so bad, dude. I mean, until you get him on the ground and go, hey, you. you're just like, yeah, you're not that good. It was just, he's yeah. just so bad. Yeah. And, you know, hey, it could be script, whatever. I, 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 part of it's script. I mean, I mean, even if you watch the original Star Wars movies, like that dialogue's never great. Yeah. You just let it slide because, like, they do such a good job of delivering it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Harrison, like, I mean, Harrison Ford is a guy who, like, he gets in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon and he's asking George Lucas, okay, how do I fly this thing? Lucas is like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I, I got to know how to fly it. Right. I, I, I'm acting like I'm flying this ship. Tell me how to do it. Yeah. yeah. And Lucas is like, I don't fucking know. Make it up. You're an actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So. He's got he was bad. Yeah. Oh, that's it. All right. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. And email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And remember, we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks. We are on the Tangent Bound Network. We be Geeks Network and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great shows that they have to offer. And as always, last, we want to thank you, the listener, uh, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we do appreciate the support, and can't thank you enough. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.